the good news is that I got an email from England that they were able to hear this year. So if it went across the ocean, then that was loud enough. You can hear us in London. So hopefully we'll be a little stronger tonight and a little stronger tomorrow night. And I have to share, before we go back to the grandparents, the roads always lead back a little bit to to Hukosayim. This even transcends that. A fellow today also uh, emailed. This is the preamble to the preamble. Don't misquote what I'm about to say next. After I say this, he said, a friend of his told him that he heard a shir in Chukasayim from me a while back, and I said that wearing short jackets is usr. Short jackets? Short. Like... Shot short sleeve. No, 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 no. So I said. <laughs> so, uh, so I said that's impossible. Yeah, well, I'm going to clarify right now. What's that? I said it's impossible. That's right. Well, they, they both both are right. I said first of all, I wear one at least during the week when I'm not masal the condition of the chasna, or when I'm attending any chasna. The bar mitzvahs are already. People are making comments. You know. My mitzvah is not as chashev as the chasna, okay, but there's nothing wrong. The first thing we quoted early on was Ramesh's Shuvah, where he said it's motor. I can't understand, you know, I'm relatively young and alive. I hope to stay that way. I don't understand how that was misquoted, so I told him to tell his friend to go back and listen to it. I mentioned the chassidim who are machmir, hold it's a humra as a hedge against assimilation, which it is. I don't think anybody holds al pidin as sir. Ramesha certainly doesn't, and we certainly didn't have that Mascana. So if you know anybody who's misquoting that, please correct that. That's my preamble to what I'm going to say next, because this is certainly going to be misquoted. Uh, but try to get it right. Today, a fellow who um, was talking to me for not very long I noticed I had laryngitis. can't figure out how he figured that out. And he said to me, Obviously, he doesn't know me, doesn't know Marov. He said, that probably happened because you were screaming and yelling for the Dodgers. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> it's just like giving me Russia material. <laughs> so I looked at him. I didn't want to give away that I didn't even know the Dodgers win the World Series because that would look like total amaratsis, which I'm proud of. I didn't. And I certainly didn't know who they were playing. They're not in Brooklyn that I found out very recently. I just said, no, my mother grew up a block away. She said the lights used to keep her up at night. Ebbets Field is in Crown Heights. Uh, and it used to have, it has buildings there. There's a little plaque here, stood Ebbets Field, Namash and Bizayim. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm well aware that they moved from uh, Brooklyn um, just a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> so um, so he, uh, he asked me, and he said it seriously. He wasn't. That's like a joke somebody would say uh, if they know the Rav didn't know the Dodgers are playing and certainly isn't screaming, but he said it seriously. So um, I said, no, I don't usually get so excited about that. And then I added, for good measure, they're not my team, which, you know, he probably took seriously. I remember once being in a shul, and there was a fellow nearby who was saying... Heshmei Rabba with Kailis Abrakim as the Gemara and the Bishanim certainly have to Bishanim and the Gemara like that say you absolutely should now keep in mind this is a Gemara we all know 
the Gemara says, Avtiach, the person says, Yeshmei Rabbah, Bechol Kalechais, Machal Yisrael, Kalechal Tanis Kavano, or loud, or both. But it says, rips up, Xardin of Shiv Mishana, it says, the Schar, the Kiddush Hashem, is off the charts. Off the charts. And I remember, it's made a ration on me, because you will either have witnessed this in your lifetime or will. So, Damash Atoshiv. I saw another guy, not too far, rolling his eyes. And I went over to him afterwards, and I said, uh, I saw you rolling your eyes. Is that uh, an exercise due to any uh, issue you had and your doctor suggested it, or did that have something to do with the Eshmei Rabbah? I don't like being sarcastic, but the guy deserved it. So he said, yeah, it was the Eshmei Rabbah. He says, the guy was getting a little carried away. So, I'm sure I never asked this guy this question. I didn't give him this muscle because the muscle just came to me today. I guarantee you that if he saw somebody screaming and yelling for the Dodgers, he would think that's perfectly normal. As a matter of fact, he probably was. And yet, when somebody's screaming, Yeshmei Rabbah, that's a little bit overdone. You can't get too carried away. You know, it's, it's, it's only a sentence and it'll look strange. And the Velt thinks this guy asked me, I mean, he must have seen I was Jewish, probably thought I was Orthodox, but also probably figured I knew it was the World Series and was screaming in one direction or another. And that was like, push it to him. Like, why else would you have laryngitis? So I told him, I said, no, I, whenever I get a cold, it just settles right here. And it's just, Atsas Yetzer. Everybody else I know who's not giving shear, they get a cold, they just get a cold. I get a cold, I lose my voice. That's, you know, Mysa Sutton, which we're trying to be Ms. Gabron. <laughs> But had I even started to explain to him that, no, I'm not a tzaddikis at Elam, but I wouldn't be screaming and yelling for either team, he would look at me like I had four heads. Or he would say, well, you like football better? And I would say, no, I don't scream for either team there either. And if we'd go through every, for those listening in London, soccer, they would look at me like I'm out of, out of my mind. There's no, no normal American doesn't scream about something. I don't know if anybody screams about golf, by the way. It's probably nothing to scream about. But, but anything, anything that's moving, unless um, Trump happens to be oh, in the golf, oh. on the golf court, but, got five, but that's different, different moves. Uh, but uh, it, it, what's so normal to the outside crazy world, and here we have a guy who's obviously Shemesh Shabbos, and even Davin, because he was standing in the shul. I was over here, he was over there, and the guy sang, screaming, Yishmei Rabbah, louder than me, far louder than me, was over here. And he's rolling his eyes. Because he think you know you can't get carried away with these things. That means we all need uh, a reality check. Because even if you don't roll your eyes, I'm not saying anybody here, but some people might think you know, okay, that guy's um, either has a big tzara and really needs the Yeshua, or he just became from, or he just learned the Gemara or something. But uh, you know, normal we don't consider that. But it's against the Gemara. It's against the Rishonim. The answer is, depends on one thing, what are you passionate about? So if you're passionate about baseball, football, whatever you want to scream about, that's okay. If you're passionate about Chazals and Yishmei Rabbas and ripping up his Zaydinim, that's already not normal. And I would uh, go over and give the guy who said this to me a hug, but I don't know who in the world he is. And, uh, but he hit it on the nail without realizing it. And uh, when I told him I only had a cold, he was like, Almost let down. Like, what's the matter? You don't, uh, don't like the Dodgers? I could have told them I like the Astros. I had to ask somebody about that.
I don't know who they were playing. Uh, but it's another Musa Shmuz. Once every 55 years, somebody has to succeed. That's also, you know, there's uh, a time and place for everything. And uh, your schar, uh, either Elmazer, Elmabo is coming. Let's hope you keep us in Elmabo. But I, I thought it was uh, fascinating. And this is on the heels of the first, the second cooler. First cooler was the jackets. Second cooler were things that were not Kukosayim, was baseball games. So it might cause breaches and Istaklis problems, and it might cause Bittletera, and it might cause somebody to scream and yell and put a focus on life on things that are not really the focus on life, but it's not Kukosayim. Now, just to balance that, I, in, in the Litfish Yeshiva world, one of the last few uh, kosher things, one of the only kosher things, you want to play a little ball, get some exercise, no, no, that's fine. Watching it and following it, and unfortunately, I would guess most people today that are following it are not listening on the radio. Just a guess, maybe I'm mopping down the kapschus, maybe I should be, but I don't think it's just the radio in their car, and that's a problem. That's not Chukos Sam, that's Bigger issue with meeting up as you do probably in many stadiums. And that's not the same issue, but when I tell people this, I speak to Bacharim and, and others, and they say, uh, yeah, i got to follow the sport. So, next time somebody says that, uh, if they don't have a good solution how they're following the sport without doing Yisurim, then tell them about Yeshmei Rabbah. If you want to get into something about screaming and yelling and really get enthusiastic, so the Gemara says, that's something you should do. Uh, fascinating. Um, I don't want to give too many Marimachimists, but a young tzaddikis of a, a young lady who's uh, going out recently had a struggle with uh, the boy who wanted to go out and uh, took her to a ball game. She went to know for ball games. And uh, she came back. She told me... Uh, um, very, very serious business. The good news is he turned his head like half the time. I don't know if he's trying to impress me or not. I don't know why he's going to these places. This is from a girl who knows what's going on, a young working professional, and a boy who's um, working on, not yeshiva, but you know, from boy. And he knew enough, the good news is, to close his eyes and turn his head. And at half time went to get something to eat. And um, she's wondering, like, after all that, why are you going? I'm not saying, therefore, there's nothing worse. All I'm saying is, is that the underlying assumption that this is, uh, as American as apple pie, and um, you have to do it, you have to be into it, or else you're not normal. I guess part of the kapars, a person who's very into that and screaming and yelling, should at least be screaming and yelling by Yeshmei Rabbah. And I have a feeling once he does that for a few months, it's probably going to drop the other stuff. That's the uh, that's my lesson from this brief conversation with this uh, with this fellow. Okay, let's go to the grandparents. That would have been good for a Shabbos drasha, but if I'm not horse anymore, it doesn't have the same effect. Because you're not going to remember how it came up, so now you remember the story. The Ramal last night brought down a marik that said that there's no chiv technically of Kibbut Avaim in the Kibbut Avaim department for grandparents. Dramal argued and he said nearly that it's Eno nearly the Sheet of Marik, rather Chayev Bakavad Aviv Yeser 
Mikavid Ovi Ovid. There's a Chiyuv, parents, and that's a greater Chiyuv than the grandparents. That's the Ramah we saw last night. Your copy now in front of you on page one. We're going to begin to look at the Makaris, which, as I mentioned, uh, touch upon quite a few different sugyas. Number one is the bottom of Nushochanaras, quotes the Yad Avram. <coughs> the Yad Avram is going to start quoting the Elia Zuta. The Elia Zuta is by the same author of the Elia Rabbah. And uh, I will keep you in suspense. We'll find that in a few nights. He's a brother in law to another famous Achron who's going to quote him and disagree. That's a brother in law's afford, as long as they're talking and learning. So, right now, the Elia Zuti's quoting is the, is the Elia Rabbah. Save Elia Rabbah, we see the bottom. Rachaim Pasak, the Elchaim, the covered of the Aviv. He passes like the Marik, that there's no Chiyav of covered for Avi Aviv. Hey, Viraim, the Gemara Saita. This Gemara is going to be used and reused in this sub many times. We have to figure out what the Rai is, and we have to figure out what the answer to the Rai is. Hey, Viraim, the Gemara Saita. Rav Acha, Bar Yaakov. Itfobay, Rav Yaakov, Bar Barte. Acha Bar Yaakov raised his grandson. Notice the words here, Bar Barte. Bar Barte is the son of his daughter. Hold that, because I already gave you an introduction yesterday. This might make a difference, and therein might lie the answer. But let's assume for now, it's a grandson. He brought him up. Why did he bring him up? Most probably, unfortunately, his mother wasn't alive, meaning Abraham daughter. And he adopted him, he brought him up. In the ancient world, when I mean ancient, I mean like up to like 50 years ago, this was a pretty common case. Uh, women, Lailena, would find childbirth. The uh, median age was a lot lower in terms of longevity, and uh, this was not uncommon. Wonderful. So you have a grandfather like Avraha Bayakov, what could be better? On Malay, one fine day, he asked him for a drink of water, Ashken Maya. Pretty simple request. The answer is um, quite surprising, and that's what we're going to discuss. Amr Lai, and now we're talking about a grandson who was uh, from learning. Matter of fact, we'll see later, the Sam Sever holds he was really into learning. We'll discuss why he says that. His short answer was, Amr Lai, lav berich ana. I'm not your son, and no chiv. Besides being a fantastic raya to the Ma'arik, which is why the Elio Zuta is passing the Ma'arik against the Ramah, there are other Achronim passing like the Ma'arik. We'll see some most Achronim passing like the Ramah, but there's not a, not a small group passing like the Ma'arik. He says the Ferish Gemar. He asked him for a glass of water, and um, now, obviously, you know already there's a story over here because. If anybody in this room was asked for a glass of water by Racha Bayakov, who's one of the Gedele Adar, you'd probably get him a glass of water. Whether or not you have a din of a son, of grandparents, there isn't. So, obviously something, he wasn't trying to be difficult. Obviously it has something to do with the fact that it was not a small request. Today, Baruch Hashem, we have running water. And um, I asked somebody to go down and get tea, which was, sounds like already more than this request. You've got to find the tea, you've got to make it, you've got to come back up. Water's water. The answer is, you're thinking like an American. 
Uh, you go over the water cooler in our shul or to the tap, you get some water. Getting water then was not a five-second affair. It was actually going and drawing water, finding the well, which is not so easy because water water was in short supply. Remember our background from the throwing pennies and quarters in the water, why the Goyim did that? Because they were praising the gods for finding a healthy supply of water. It's hard to come by, and once you had a well, probably wasn't in your backyard, it was a few chatseras down, wherever they found it, you had to draw it. I don't remember if I ever told you the Misa with uh, my visit as a youngster to Nebi Samuel, part of your tours in Eretz Yisrael, put this on your list, where the guide tells you that was Shmuel Al, this is Shmuel Bay, takes you to a couple different places. So Nebi Samuel is supposed to be a place where Shmuel Anavi was buried. In Arabville, near in Arabville, I've been in a long time. And I remember, I was probably 11, 12. I remember, like it was yesterday, there was a well there. I'm a city boy. And to a guy saying, there's a well. So I said, a well? He said, yeah, a well. Like, I never saw a well before. I said, does it work? He said, sure, put in the batteries, and the water comes up. Or have an afschusen, or do a shidduch, and the water comes up at you, whatever. Look at me like, of course, it doesn't work. I think it's a silly question. Not every well has water in it. He said, this well has water, and it's working just fine. No problem. Here's my big opportunity. So I'm going over to the well, and uh, I don't know if I threw pennies in. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't hear the share yet. So I don't know. Uh, but uh, I don't think I did. I just wanted some water for the well. Put it this way. My arms are still hurting me. <laughs> from, from, oh, did they have a crank? I had four friends come over, four preteens. When we weren't that week, we were in relatively good shape. I never would have imagined drawing water from a well is so difficult. But it took us like 45 minutes. Local Arabs are probably laughing their head off. Um, but it's heavy. You got to get it down. You got to get the water in. You got to know what you're doing. And once you get the water in, it's heavy. I remember cranking it up, and we were, uh, by the time we got it up, by the way, after a long, long ishtadlis, um nobody drank it because that salt was floating around in the bucket. But that's a different story. I don't know if they were copepods or just stam dirt, but. You know, I wouldn't have made it well living then, or maybe I would have gotten used to it. Whatever it is, it was a hard avoid. So the answer over here of just, no, I'm not getting order sounds cruel. Like, you brought me up a little like type. It wasn't a small thing. It could have involved a lot. doesn't mean you shouldn't do it if you're not chayev. A, it sounds like he wasn't chayev. B, even if he wasn't chayev, his grandfather is a hillig at Tamachachem and Tzadik, and Hakaris type you brought you up, why not? So we have to explain that. We're not going to explain that right now. But just understand, they gave you the background with Nebi Samuel, that it's, a, it's an avayda to get, it wasn't a one-second thing, or else there wouldn't have been a discussion. Yeah? Is there a distinct mitzvah for, uh, for a rav? Not just a great tamachot, but the person to a rebbe. Yeah, so that's part of the secret over here, which is not even nogea to a raya, whether he's mechuyiv or not, but we're still going to have to explain it, is Rabbi Achabayaka brought him up. Ucheri also learned with him. So, like, what happened to that? Yes, there, there is a chiv. There's a chiv, even if, if, if Tomat the Gdeli Adar, he's everybody's rough. So, should have been a chiv anyway, but obviously, um, yeah, when we get to Chassam Sefer, we'll see. Chassam doesn't really deal with uh, the aspect that he was from the Gdeli Adar, but Rachmayakov is Rachmayakov. I don't want to start ranking. Maybe he was the Gdeli Adar, but he was certainly in the, up there. So, we'll have to explain that, but right now we have a bigger issue, and that is, it sounds like from this Gemara that um, there's al-chiv. 
whatever the explanation is why he didn't do it. It sounds like there's no chiv, which is the raya of the Eliezer. That's right, everybody deals with. Shaila is, how do you, how do you answer the raya? Is it, they're saying you don't know anyone who did for you. I mean, as simple as that. If someone did it for you, it's Yeah, that's a nice Muslim move. It's very important. Akarazat is big, it's huge. And uh, our, our relationship with Akash Baruch Hu is totally in that, and um, it's very important. But right now, we're talking about is there a bona fide chiv of grandparents, uh, similar perhaps to the Servian, but in the category of Kibbutz Avain. So let's go back here. Third line down. Ve'en Ryan Misham, the Ben Bena Eina Chayav Bekavod Avi Yima He says we don't have a raya from there that a son's son doesn't have a chiv. It's the easiest way to deflect it. To Dilma Davka Ben Abbas Eina Chayav. That case happened to be a son from a daughter, as we said last night. There's a klal of B'nai 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 maybe it doesn't apply to grandchildren from a daughter. Efshed Rav Yaakas Firli, Kaman Dama, Uva Medjish Rabba, V'yeshev, the Ben Bita, L'choshek B'nai, Rak Ben B'nai, L'choshek B'nai. And we will see that Medjish very soon. It's interesting he's quoting a Medjish. What the debate's going to be ultimately is the Gemara and Yavamis of Pruvu, B'nai 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 is a Dafka B'nai B'nai, or is it B'nai B'nai also? It's not clear in the Gemara, which is why he's quoting a Medjish. It's a general question. We paskin from a medrash. We don't paskin as quickly from a medrash, but the medrash, obviously, besides the ethical hashkafic value of it and the value of understanding Chumash and Navi, they do bring rise to medrashim, especially if there's no other Gemara that's machria. Of course, the issue is we're going to have two medrashim, and there seems to be a bit of a machlekes, which is not dissimilar to a machlekes in the Gemara. We're going to see both of them right now. And they should sound familiar. Before we do, let's just see the next bracket. He's going to quote Rashi and Makkas as the second raya. Chaim Pirish Rashi Makkas. Skip two lines. Uvor avi aviv. Now he quotes a Rashi. This is not Chasasholam Atayna in the Anavram. Just when you're learning a sugya or hearing shir in a sugya, make sure that you look up every raya and go through every raya, because rightfully so. Achrayim will interpret the raya according to the way they understand it, which is fine. He's going to have machlekes achrayim. Some achrayim will interpret otherwise. He quotes a Rashi in Makkas that says Muvur. That doesn't say beferish. Muvur means his understanding. This is a very interesting Rashi Tevis. Thomas Rashi Tevis goes. I couldn't figure out. He's quoting an earlier Ashran. I couldn't figure out Beis Hey Yud, and I was right for not figuring it out. It stands for Sefer Beis Hillel. But Bezhil is spelled there, Hey Yud Lamad Lamad, which is almost never the spelling. So then the abbreviation will be Bez Hey Yud. That's why I threw me off. So I had to just wanted to know historically what he was quoting. It's uh, probably the Bez Hillel. Okay, so he's saying that Rashi and Makis seems to say that uh, there's no Chiv. We're not going to get to that now, but due time, I will show you the Rashi and show you what the other way to read it is. Let me tell you outside what this Rashi is talking about, but it's not going to be able to start the Medjish anyway. Um, I only have a couple of minutes. Gemara Marcus talks about a horrific case where there's, let's take Avram Yitzchak and Yankov. I don't know, we only use the Shifte Ka. So we'll take Ruven Shimon Levi. These are pretty horrific 
file in case I don't want to use the other Kadosh, the medicus to use the Shvatim. Even though by the Shvatim we went killing Shimon every single day in Marcus. And um, for some reason that uh, that became the Minig. Ruvain, Shem, and Levi, not brothers, generations. Grandfather, father, son. Mar Marcus tells a case where Ruvain killed Shimon, his son, accident. Then the Gemara says that Levi, who's Shimon's son, becomes the Gala Dom on the grandfather. That's the case. So Rashi over there says, and remind me, because I don't know if they, the Rashi is in this copy, so I have to make a copy of it. Rashi says that the grandson can kill the grandfather because he's not Machuyev in the covet of his grandfather, which is what he's quoting over here, Chaim Pirish Rashi Bermakas. He himself says, the Adavram himself says, there's a way to shlog up the Raya, and he quotes Shubhas Rabbi Kiveger, who quotes Levayas Chaim, who says that if there is a Chiv, keep it for grandparents, Chiv only applies when the parents are alive. If the parents are no longer alive, there's no Chiv in the grandparent. This is very important because Rabbi Kiveger is learning, not everybody agrees with this, that there's a Chiv only because you're showing covet to your father. If he's no longer here, even though we discussed at length that there's Chiv and Achamisa, but this doesn't apply, and therefore there's no Chiv for the grandfather. Therefore, he suggests that over there, the father's dead. We know that because the grandfather killed him. So he becomes the Gal Dumb, there's no Chiv in the grandfather. Why? Because the father's not alive anymore. The other way to answer it, which the Achranim offer, Shadlis, why he didn't bring this answer, is would you say? I thought the second answer was more obvious. If there's a Chiv on a father and a grandfather, who wins? No contest. Father. So when you become the Gal Adam to kill the grandfather, whose covet are you defending? The father. So Rashi didn't mean there's no cover of the grandfather. It means over here there's no cover of the grandfather because the cover of the father trumps. For some reason they did like that there. He quotes Rabbi Kibagra instead that once the father's dead, there's no chiv covered, which is a big machalikis. Okay, so that's the first raya. Mr. Sham will pick up a Joshua tomorrow. That's not it. It's just because the father might say, but it's sort of 